The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. Well, hello, everyone. Um, and we should have some uh, a large listenership today, uh, as well as any day here, considering that the majority of people should be in their homes right now, resting, relaxing, and keeping themselves from getting the corona or spreading the coronavirus. This is your host, Vincent Jenna, coming to you live from Raleigh, North Carolina. And this is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. And um, I know it's been crazy out there, hasn't it been, right? It's just, uh, when was the last time in your lifetime I'm speaking to um, um, the older generation as myself, that we even had something like this. I don't even recall SARS. Uh, certainly, we weren't quarantined the way we are now. Um, and before that, it was nothing. But I can imagine how it was and the fear that went around during those time periods that we didn't even have the technology that we have today, that it took even longer to discover ways of um, taking care of all of this. Well. I know everybody has been going a little crazy. Today is um, dedicated to you, dedicated to anybody who calls in and wants a reading or an answer to one of their questions or a connection. Um, It's all going to be about that today, Um, but also about you is to comfort you, to calm you, to help you. Um, I will be doing a Facebook Live event a little later on today. more again about the coronavirus and and uh, trying to dismantle some of the nonsense that's going on out there we certainly want to get don't don't want to get into the realm of creating more negativity or fear and talking about fear what is it with toilet paper being out you know we laugh over here in north carolina like we've said before and i've been talking about this in the past Now, we'll have an inch of snow or a threat of a snowstorm or a threat of a bad storm of any kind. And you go to the grocery store and there is no milk or bread left. Now, I can think of so many other things to get and be stuck in the house with other than milk or beer. I'm sorry, I said beer. That was a Freudian slip. Um, Not that I pick it up, but yes, beer winds up being out too, which is very funny. Milk or bread. Uh, That was very funny. Um, But in this coronavirus scare, I don't know. Everybody seemed to think that they are going to run out of toilet paper more. Now, I understand the concept of having the poop scared out of you, but this is a little bit ridiculous. Um, 
Joe, I just find it interesting. I find it interesting with the, of course, the hand sanitizers. That seems normal when there's an infection going around. Everybody wants to sanitize everything. And anybody who's run out of sanitizer, um, I would Google and search down that guy that has 17,000 bottles that's trying to get rid of them at this point. Um, uh, a, he's supposed to be donating them, and the last that I had heard, donating them to different places to senior homes because people have run out of some of those essential products. Um, yes, stores have closed, um, department stores. I mean, well, I, I would think that people would be a little bit wise and that now is not the time to have to go search down that bathing suit sale or um, jeans you know it's funny that even in this time of crisis where nobody is shopping levi's still doesn't have a really good sale on their jeans but they, they think that's really funny yeah. there 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 are some of those products that you go to use a coupon on and you can't use a coupon on them and levi happens to be one of them because i tried to buy a pair of pants and i always love their sales buy one for a hundred dollars and get one at half price basically uh, very funny um, out there, the type of society we are. And that's the funny thing about the society. Now, all of a sudden, you see people out there wanting to help. This is an amazing thing that is going on, even though there is this epidemic, this pandemic that is keeping people uh, quarantined. It is actually causing more care and concern. Uh, my wife and I were just talking yesterday about, geez, you know, um, there's not even any more bananas left out there. And uh, both of us like to get our potassium, um, especially at our age, right? And um, all of a sudden, one of our dear friends, part of my home group, calls us up and says, we're out at the store and we got uh, found a bunch of bananas here. Do you need any? Like, yes, we do. Fine. I got bananas and we also found some toilet paper. So we'll bring by some extra rolls of toilet paper. And we were stocked up pretty well to start with. But here he comes by and he drops off some bananas and toilet paper for us. And uh, then my wife got the idea of, hey, let me contact and, and form a little um, email chain here with all our neighbors nearby and tell them that you know i'm going to head out to the store does anybody need anything and instead of everybody going and you know subjecting them to um, exposure possibly to the coronavirus we'll go do one at a time if you need anything let me know i'll pick it up for you let's do that if anybody else is going to the store just email the rest and see if anybody needs anything. And sure enough, one of the neighbors said, oh, my gosh, I can't find any chicken breasts anywhere anymore. If you happen to see them, pick them up for me. So those are the kinds of things. And by the way, um, that is the funny thing is that my wife did go to the supermarket and there is no chicken left anywhere, but there's plenty of beef. And I'm like, holy cow, literally. Um why on earth would people be afraid of eating beef right now? I um, mean, you're stuck in the house, um, uh, you know, for however long, the next couple of weeks, and you happen to be a meat eater, carnivorous in any way, like myself. 
There is nothing wrong with having a steak as well as, you know, chicken or fish, you know, during the week, uh, especially when you're trying to keep your body nourished. Um, and, and, you know, yes, it has more fat content, but it still is protein, right? Protein, protein is going to help you. So I thought it was really funny that uh, all the beef is left there and all of the chicken is gone. I actually thought the alcohol aisles would be empty, especially with the kids staying home from school. I know parents are going a little stir crazy trying to figure out how to keep their kids entertained, especially the young ones. I thought for sure the wine aisles would be empty in the supermarket, but they're not. They're pretty stocked, and I think that's pretty cool, actually. I'm only joking about that. I don't think people should be going out and getting blitzed. And happy St. Patty's Day yesterday. I'm sorry that it was a bust of a celebration for a lot of people. I know the bars here in North Carolina actually were closed at 5 p.m. on from that point on yesterday. And so, um, no, there were no great gatherings and parties. At least I hope there weren't. Um, uh, if we celebrate, we celebrate at home. But, but speaking again of how wonderful people have been, uh, if you actually watch Facebook these days, you'll see even some stars um, putting out some videos, doing some mini concerts from their homes. I, I think it's it's fabulous. Um, one of the guys from Coldplay, he was supposed to be doing a concert and um, with his group. And instead, he, because that was canceled, instead, he was just playing the piano and singing some songs and then playing the guitar from home and sharing that on Facebook with everyone. Keith Urban did the same thing, gave a little mini concert for people. He was supposed to be doing a live concert and he gave a mini concert. So there are a lot of things happening out there, which is amazing. Um, no, I do not believe there's some nonsense going on out there as well. Um, I do not this believe that the universe created this virus for us in order for this to happen. I don't believe in that at all. I never believe that God, spirit, the universe, or our souls would intentionally create suffering or death in order to teach us a lesson or wake us up. I don't believe that at all. Um, it doesn't it doesn't make sense that it would have to happen that way, knowing that some people will respond in the opposite direction, like going to the supermarket and sucking up all of the toilet paper. Um, <clears throat> so I, I hate when that is being spread by our practitioners. Yes, look at all the good it has done, but that's because we have the capacity of doing that. Now, it's really interesting. I'm, I'm going to be talking on my Facebook Live event today some uh, deeper spiritual stuff about this coronavirus and how it's going to be cured and how we, in general, are going to be cured of all of this nonsense, okay? And um, one of the things that I will be talking about that I did want to to bring up, which I find interesting, is um, this is science of mind philosophy. Actually, it's a Michael Beckwith philosophy uh, that I, I find very admirable and very credible. And Michael Beckwith, in his work, 
um, had at, at the beginning stages listed the four stages of consciousness and your journey for spiritual growth, for spiritual growth. And any of you who are familiar with Michael Beckwith or Science of Mind teaching um, or any of Michael's teaching and himself, um, you probably have heard this before. If you took a foundation class from Science of Mind, that's where I originally had learned this, what Michael said. But I'm just going to um, briefly, briefly just talk about that right now, just to bring it up. Um, so stage one of consciousness that Michael said we come into the earth with this, this understanding or this belief of um, that we believe everything happens to me, to me, the to me consciousness. So that's the victimization stage where you think that everything that goes on in life is happening to you or against you. Um, and and so that is the beginning phase. And, and many people today are still in that stage. Many, many people across the world and, and, of course, within the United States where they think things happen to them, right, that I am a victim in all of this, that I am a victim to my neighbors, I'm a victim to the government, I'm a victim of the economy, I'm a, a victim of everything. Right? So they they it's it's a way of excusing what they are going through in life. And you've heard me talk about that. The defense mechanisms, the adult made mind in my program helps to create these defense mechanisms. It, it is part of the way it protects us. Remember, I said that the two highest functions of the human brain is one, to keep us alive, and two, to protect us in order to keep us alive. And one of the ways it protects us is by developing these defense mechanisms. And the to me is one of those defense mechanisms. If I believe that that there are things out there and circumstances and people that are causing my dissatisfaction or unhappiness in life, then I don't have to face what I'm doing to myself to cause that. Okay, so that is the first stage and understandable stage in um, in your your spiritual growth or beginning your spiritual growth. Now, there is no guarantee that you move on beyond that. You can see that. You can see how many people are just in the, stuck in that first stage and they just want to stay there. And you're not nothing is going to turn them around no matter what happens to them. Uh, they're going to have to do that themselves. So then the second stage that Michael talks about is as you are developing and as you are reading new books and and um, grasping on to new belief systems, maybe going to lectures or to starting a spiritual center, you start switching it then from to me to buy me. Oh, now you're starting to understand that you are responsible, that others aren't responsible for what happens to your life, that you are responsible for what's happened to your life. Because when you when you think it's happening to you and you're a victim, you're giving away your power. Now, now any of the new belief systems that you start tapping into, you start to realize 
that actually it is you that is manifesting all of this, okay, based on your past beliefs. So that is the stage two. Well, you know, there is more than that in evolvement and development, okay, that I am causing this. So Michael says that the next stage, stage three, is the understanding through me, that it's happening through me. Okay, when when we have worked hard at developing skills in any activity or in, endeavor from music to sports to mathematics, whatever, there is a movement when we cross over from pure focused effort to a feeling of grace and flow and what we are doing, grace and flow, that that our our lives are flowing through us, that the things I'm doing is coming through me, all my skills, all my abilities, and we go with that flow. I hear a lot of people talking about surrendering and letting go. Well, that is the concept, that is the developmental stage of through me, that everything is happening through me, that the God force is acting through me, and if I just let go of my own control, which is the idea of by me, I'm in control, I am controlling everything. If I now let go of control and allow things to occur, now things are happening through me. That's where that understanding. And we and 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 I believe that we need to develop all of these. We need to go through all four. And and we may toggle back and forth with some. That is Michael's belief as well. It's one of the things that he does say is that you can actually um, move to and from each each one of those stages, okay? Um, and I can understand that. So the through me stage, and I know plenty of people right now who believe that. You can see by um, some of the postings that they put out there or the books that they write, how to let go, how to go with the flow, okay? And, um, and yes, I believe that that is an important stage. I think that we all need to be able to experience that. I know in my own life, um, there's been many things that I let go of. I'm the spiritual teacher I am today because I let go of that control. I thought, again, that I was supposed to be a singer, actor, dancer, and I pursued that. And it wasn't until I completely let go of that that I discovered that this was my mission and that the, the way it tr transpired and the way it wound up occurring was as I let go, things happened. Right. So I went with the flow. And the final stage that Michael talks about is the as me stage, which I find very interesting is when we let go of blame and move our from our perspective of life as something that happens to me. Right. Um, and then we discover that life happens by me. And when we let go of that need to control um, uh, we move from our experience of life is happening by me to discovering our connection to the greater powers of life moving through me, right? The powers of life and force and God is moving through me as we allow our individual expression to merge completely with the energy that we are experiencing or creating in the world we realize we are actually part of the infinite creative force of the universe which is expressing an experience in um, itself, individualized 
as me. I am God. I am everything. Not that I am causing it. Not that I. it's happening to me. Not that it's happening through me. It's happening because it is me. Everything we experience is me. It's me. Why am I bringing this up? And that's one of the hardest concepts to understand, you know, that it's not the God force that's flowing through me. I am the God force. The force that's out there, right, the law of attraction, what is this is basically saying, what this is basically saying, let me say that clearly, is that we are the law of attraction. We are what is happening. Okay, we that that is a real hard concept. But if you think about this for a moment, it really does make simple sense. We always and now know when we always know now. That God is everything. That's what we say. That's what we believe. That's what we teach. God is everything. And if God is everything, God is us. And if God is us, we are God. And if we are God, we are also everything. So there is no separation. There is no separation. So why do I bring this up? Because this four stages of consciousness isn't an understanding about just all the good that happens in the world. It's about all the bad and the negative that happens as well. So therefore, one of the things that I was going to be talking about is that the coronavirus isn't happening to us. The coronavirus is us. And that gives us a different way to look at it. We don't like looking at it that way. We are the virus. But yes, we are. We are the virus. We are what is affecting us today. I mean, look, at we've been talking about this over and over and over again about what's been going on in the world, the negativity, the prejudice, the hatred, the anger, the shooting, the killing. Well, if that's not a virus, what is? That, that is definitely a virus of hatred and a virus in a pandemic. It is, it, it's, it's hitting the full world. Why wouldn't it hit the full world? It's happening all over the place. Doesn't make a difference what country it's in. There's killing, there's murdering, there's hatred. That is a viral infection. So now it manifested physically. So what difference does it make that it manifested physically when, in fact, it's been here all along and we are the virus? And yes, you know, well, wait a minute. You know, I've been a good person. Why can should I be considered a virus? Well, be honest with you, the virus has hit some people that have no symptoms or that are dealing with very mild symptoms and have gotten over this virus. So, no, maybe we haven't, some of us have not been as negative or um, hard impacting on other people. Maybe we've been a little bit more positive. That's why um, not everybody is being infected or infected badly. But we are the virus. Don't don't um, deny that with yourself. Um, I did want to acknowledge that I do have a caller and I'm going to come to you for sure. I want to be able to give you enough time. So please hold on. It may be on the other side of the commercial break, only be, which is coming up soon, but only because I don't want to interrupt my reading for you. So please, caller, hold on. I just want to get through this point right now. Yeah, it's um, when I was thinking that, when I was going through that and I realized, well, 
um, if the four stages of consciousness is real, then the highest stage that we need to understand is that everything that happens to this world and in this world is because it's us. It is us. We look at ourselves as just a physical body. That's an illusion right there because we're not just a physical body. And we think that this physical body is separate from another person's physical body. And 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 here's here's the funny thing about what the cure is producing or what this virus is producing. What we are doing for ourselves then is one, we're quarantining ourselves and keeping away from each other. When we're together in a group, we start hurting each other or trying to. And that's basically the story of the Tower of Babel from the Old Testament. Right. There was a, a king at the time, the king of Israel, I believe it was or no, it wasn't the king of Israel. One of the kings of Babylonia. That's who it was. And he wanted to build a big tower, big tower because he wanted to see if he can shoot an arrow up into sky, into the sky and kill God. And the idea of them all coming together and doing that and building this big giant tower, they were also fighting with each other while they were doing it. There was all this negativity going on while they were doing it. They were one race, one people, one language is what the idea was. And then what happened was God destroyed the tower and decided to take groups of people and change their language so they couldn't understand each other and talk with each other anymore, so that they couldn't come up with some crazy plan like that again or hurt each other anymore. And that's how people divided up and went their own ways to different parts of the land to form their own countries. That is the story of the Tower of Babel and therefore how we came to have different nationalities. Well, again, that is a metaphysical story. That is a metaphysical story. And I believe that the, the message behind that metaphysical story in the Tower of Babel is that until we are fully evolved emotionally and spiritually, we wind up all our gifts and talents, our intellect, our intuition, our physicality, our energy, our spirit, all of those parts of what make us up as human beings tend to fight each other rather than come together in unity. We're going to discuss more of this on the other side of the break, and which is coming up now. And I am going to take callers again. Um, so caller, please hold on during the break, and I'll get right back to you as soon as we come back. And we're going to talk more about the Tower of Bible and how the quarantine today and what's going on today and the heal, healing um, needs for the coronavirus and all our viruses that are going on out there. All right. So this is Vincent Jenner on the Stop Stopping Yourself show on Unity Online Radio. Thank you for joining me today and we'll be right back. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. 
Yes, welcome back. This is Vincent Chenna. And before uh, we left for the break, we were talking about the coronavirus and uh, in relationship to Michael Beckwith's uh, four stages of spiritual growth and consciousness. And we're going to get back to that in just a moment. We were talking about the Tower of Babel and the metaphysical meaning that has to do with what's going on today. Okay, Um, but I do want to take a caller. Today is also about calling in with questions for a reading. And patiently, we have got uh, Suzanne, who's been on the air, uh, I've been on hold from Tennessee. Suzanne, you're on the air with me right now. Vincent, how are you doing today? Fantastic. Thank you so much for taking my call. Oh, absolutely. Um, You've got a really, really good program, and you're right on spot. I believe that this is not what God is doing to us, but what he's doing for us. And he wants everybody to sit down, talk to him, and listen. And I think this is a great way of getting our attention, running our busy lives. Right, right. There (laughs) you go through our lives. So what is your question for me today? How can I help you? Oh, gosh. My dad died when I was 18. He said, when I die, I'll come back and see you. And I saw him once. And then I've never had an easy feeling of where he where he landed in the, the world to come. And then my three-year-old died from house fire. And I have never seen her, not in a dream or anything, but I have a good feeling of where she landed. And I just wondered if you might pick up uh, where they are and what's going on. Okay. Well, one of the things that I would like to help you with, Suzanne, is to maybe alter some of your beliefs of the concept that there is any other place to land but a heavenly place. There is no heaven. Right. Okay. okay. So, so dad is um, uh, definitely not in a hell place. Now, now, one of the things that happens is once they get to the other side, there's still work to do. There's development to do. There's evolving to do. Um And your dad in particular, the message that I'm receiving right now is that um, he had work to do because there was a lot of inner um, negativity he had to let go of and process through. His own inner demon, shall we say, the same inner demons that wound up taking him, um, uh, that caused him to die, um, are definitely things that he's working through. And, And lacks and neglects that he felt that he did on the earth while he was alive. Um, he is working through that. Now, they come to us right away in the beginning because they're still hanging around the earth until they acclimate. Uh, but then once okay. they start getting involved in their work, they do move beyond. And what I'm getting from actually I've got a grandmother here, his mother um, is actually yeah. stepping in. So so your grandmother your paternal grandmother is stepping down yeah. and saying that there is a reason why your father hasn't come back to you um, a, a lot at all. He is watching you from a distance because he's he's more concerned that his energy coming too close to you will incite some old memories that may not be fond or, or cause you happiness. And so he's actually... Um, wanting to make sure you're being taken care of by the higher ups, by the angels, and he doesn't want to interfere in that. But um, but he does watch you and he sees you all the time. He wants you to know he was there when your daughter crossed over. Oh, good. Um, he took care he died of from drinking, so. 
Right. And so, right. And so we, he feels bad about that. Okay. Um, and he feels that he's hurt you in your youth. Um, he's hurt you, which affected some of your relationships. Uh, and and <laughs> he, he doesn't want, he doesn't want that to, to uh, be remembered again, you know, today. So he sends you, um, via the the angels messages messengers angels they they come down all the time they tend to pass along some of the uh, the feelings and the words of deceased loved ones when the deceased loved ones don't come down but i understand it it's it's like he's he's allowing you distance but he doesn't want you to think that he has forgotten you at all he's got a lot of work to do okay um and now and as far as as your daughter um She's she's actually waiting. Um, she was a beautiful little girl. I'm so sorry that you had to experience that. Um, she is waiting. She's number one. She wants you to know that she took care of karmic things from her past life. But she was hoping in this life that you and her father went on a spiritual journey together. But that didn't seem to happen. Is that correct? No, but I did. You did, but he didn't. No. Um, right, exactly. And so a lot of times when children, um, I know this is hard to understand, but souls will choose, and I've, I've said this on the radio several times before, souls will choose their journey this lifetime around for several different reasons. They make plans. It's the only destiny we actually have is what we plan for ourselves to experience in this lifetime. And if we think we need to um, take care of things from the past or if we're trying to help other people, we may choose things for ourselves that uh, that can hurt. Um, and so that's one of the things that your daughter did, especially when it comes to children either dying young um, or coming in with diseases, it usually is first to take care of some karma that they want to clean up from a past life, and second, to help their parents in some way, because we do migrate from lifetime to lifetime together, and she said you helped her so much in the past life, she wanted to help you. Um, no. <laughs> um, in this lifetime. Did she have curly hair? Yes. Okay, because um, she's showing, it's it's interesting, I don't know why, she's showing me a picture, and this is symbolic, of Shirley Temple. Um, and I don't know if you remember Shirley Temple. Shirley Temple was oh, a, yeah. a, a very famous <laughs> oh, yeah. little actress. Right, okay. So I don't know, um, I don't know the cuteness to me, I mean, if they're using that for me, that's a symbol for me to understand it. I usually associate Shirley Temple with this very sweet, young, innocent, talented, cute, outgoing, demonstrative, you know, child personality. Um, and and for some reason, she is showing that for me um, and and want you to hold on to that cuteness of her for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, but one of the things about Shirley Temple, which was really interesting, is her movies. Her movies were always um, about love and getting back together when people were apart. A lot of times Shirley played an orphan in in her movies and she brought a lot of love to people. So I'm kind of feeling that that was her mission in life was to bring love. And she's 
She's grateful that you at least went on that journey and she's hoping that you find love for yourself because that's the most important thing, loving yourself and not having guilt and not holding on to past negative relationships that made you feel bad about yourself, including when you were younger yourself. So Shirley Temple was very resourceful and had a, um, a great resilience to her um, in the characters that she played. Um, and, I, and I think that that's what she is trying to portray, that she wants for you okay, um, is to really start that self-love journey, Suzanne, okay? So they're both um, fine, and, uh, and, and it's now for a child um, to come back a lot, I think you'll actually feel her more now that we discussed this, because you weren't necessarily um, in a state of, I don't know, being able to see her. Something that she is saying that it's harder when a child is lost than when a spouse or a partner is lost. Obviously, it hurts more. Um, yeah. That, that hurt tends to close up our ability to see and feel. Um, I always, when I teach... Uh, psychic and mediumship classes, I tell my students that they have to work on those issues that open their heart more. So you have to know they're both in wonderful places, okay? They've got plenty of angels and loved ones around them. That's number one. And that's what grandma is saying too. Um, and and kind of like she's the matriarch right now on that side with your family. Um, and that your, your little girl... Is, I took is, care of, of my grandmother till she died. Oh, wow. Okay. So that makes sense. Yeah, because dad had already died. So. Okay. Okay. That makes sense that she would come back. Um, so all of them, actually, the three of them are now more showing up and, and saying, really work on the path of self-love. Okay. If you've gotten on the path to understand who and what God is, then understand that you are created in its image and you are just as wonderful and magnificent as God. Um, and we're only living this existence to start learning that, you know, um, with if you really think about it, Suzanne, with this coronavirus thing, if you've been listening, um, it's pulling out. It is pulling out the better in, in some of us and a lot of us. Right. And trying to help each other and and bringing food and supplies to those seniors and people who can't bring them. We're still doing that. And so um, that's all about love. And so right. for you, um, the message is about love. And certainly your father is, um, I'm, I'm so sorry, saying, um, uh, your daughter. Um, um, it, it, by any chance, do you know, and, and she's saying the name Isabel, but I don't know why she's saying Isabel. I don't know if, uh, um, do you know an Isabel that, that is either living or deceased right now? No. Or an Izzy, a Lizzie, um, um, yeah, and she's saying something along the lines of, of uh, the, the, the formal name is Isabel and Lizzie. Did they make, does that make any, um, hit anything to you of a memory of any kind? A Lizzie, but she, uh, she's still alive. Right, and who is Lizzie? Uh, she was a high school friend, real oh, good yours. friend of mine. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. So that is a Lizzie. Okay. So the two of you were close. When was the last time that the two of you spoke? 
Oh, gosh. She's not on Facebook very much, so it's been a couple of years. Been a couple of years. For some reason, your daughter is saying to contact her again. So I don't know okay. if she could use you, could use the friendship, um, uh, whatever, but there's something about contacting her and sharing and sharing, sharing um, um, your feelings and, and stuff like that. But for some reason, she, she said, yeah, get, get back in touch with Lizzie. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Um, yeah, she, Lizzie's right, yeah. just kind of shut down, and I don't know why. Oh, okay, she, she did. So that's obviously there's something um, that's going on there, okay? But they are both okay. Open up your heart. Or don't be afraid to see them. Um, and and just tell them, come around. It's okay to come around, you know? It's okay so to say hello. Laura didn't okay come around because, because she knew that it would, like, I wasn't ready. Right, exactly. And so that's what she's saying now as the reason why she didn't come down because she was afraid that you, you, you know, it would hurt. You weren't ready to receive. I felt that. at one time she's always around me, but if I saw her, I would just, it would just shock me, you know, like I'm, yeah. I'm open to it and that, but it would just upset me so, so much that maybe I couldn't function. And I've functioned when they were in the hospital my other daughter was in the hospital. I said, if they walk out of here or fly out of here, they're going to be in God's hands. And I, I knew that she had it made. My other daughter had 26 surgeries by the time she was 18 with two to 400 stitches each oh surgery. Gosh. All because This was all because the wires in the walls of the oh girls' room. God. So oh Laura God. died seven weeks later from oh. uh, the smoke inhalation. So I knew that she was in a good place. I just thought that it was weird. She's never been in my dreams. I've never seen her spirit. You know, well, that is and the I, reason why. Understand that they protect us when they get to the other side, too. Just like Dad. Dad not wanting to come around and bring about bad memories, especially with what you've been through with your daughter. You know, it, there's no way that he can feel that he is would be of any comfort by coming to you. And mm. especially when he sees that angels are there and Jesus is there and Mary is there and all the great guides are there. He's going to hang back, you know. Um, but yeah. now, now that we've opened up and we've opened this door, Suzanne, don't be surprised. As long as you know now and as long as you can accept that your daughter is fine, your father is fine, and they said, so we'll, we'll we'll come visit, we'll all come and visit you because you keep opening up your heart more, and that's going to let you see and feel more and, and know that you're okay with your attitudes and beliefs, okay? And like with the virus, it's not what God is doing to us, it's what he's doing for us, and it's for our growth and our strength so that we yeah. can be closer to him and our souls can grow, and I believe that with all that I am. Right. Thank you and so know much. That you are. You're very welcome. And know that you are. Remember what I said that we are that connection with God. Right. So, so if if God is doing it, it's actually that part of us which is allowing it and making it happen too, because we know we need that change. Yeah. And so we would bring that on, just like I said, your daughter. 
came to experience certain things in order to clear up some things and learn some things and help you, we would choose to create things to help us too, even if it may be devastating or hurting us in some way. So um, we, we ourselves would do that, you know? So that's, and that's the godness in us, you know? So um, yeah, so you just keep well, keep going and keep listening. Okay, Suzanne? Thank All right, you thank calling. you so much. All You're right. welcome. You Bye-bye so much. Bye. Okay, we do have, um, okay, I do see somebody else online. I'm not sure, on, on hold. I'm not sure if she's called in. Um, guys, let me know if um, she uh, does have a question and wants to talk. But uh, yeah, there are a lot of different tragedies that occur in life, for sure. And, um, you know, when we can think of the amazing parts of us, if we can remind ourselves of the amazing parts of us that get through those crises, that get through these phases, what always comes out when we get through? It isn't that we just survive it, is that new things, better things, new understandings, better behaviors um, all come to us um, in, in because of these crises. And 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 yes, um, it's it's one of the ways that we learn. But I again, again, I truly do not believe that they are created um, in order to make us believe. I believe that we. Our resilience and our greatness and our spirituality comes out of it. Okay, out of the experience. So I have another caller right now that I would like to bring on the air. We've got Amy from San Diego. Amy, how are you today? Hey, Vince. I'm doing great. Your shows are so fun. I love your energy. So thank you. Oh my so gosh, much. Amy. Thank you so much. That is fabulous. So yeah. so 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 then tell me why have you called today? First of all, are you doing well? Are you hanging in there with the coronavirus uh, lockdown and all of that nonsense? Do you have enough toilet paper, Amy? You know what? I gave four four rolls of toilet paper away this week. I have enough toilet paper, and I'm not hoarding. No. <laughs> but, God bless yeah. you. You see, that is part. Do you understand? You took a major part of the cure. Okay, that is part of the cure that I was going to talk about is is helping someone else because it is the the hoarding. It's the selfishness. It's the fear. It's the anger. It's the trying to protect ourselves that caused this to start with. So then you have to do the reverse to heal it. So good for you, Amy. Yeah. And, you know, what's fun is now that we have extra time, at least me, I'm in my room and I'm just giving you know, finding all this stuff I need to give away anyhow. It's not toilet paper, but it's stuff like, oh, you know what? And I got a great place to live that I could put a grab table and have people just take what they need. So. Oh, my gosh. That yeah, is fabulous. Good for you. Clearing at the same time. That's another spiritual principle. Yeah. So what is, but, what is your question for me today, Amy? How can I give my help and my gifts to you today? Uh you know, in my spirit guides or whatever information you get, not only do we have the coronavirus, but a week ago, Friday, March 6th, I walk into my room, I trip over a cord, I land on my shoulder and broke three bones in my shoulder and arm, and I fractured my right knee. So, Oh, yeah. Lord, Amy, 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 I um, I'm feeling your body a little bit over the age of 60. Am I correct? 
No, I'm 57 years young. You're 60. Did you say 60 or 57? Five, five seven. Five, seven years young. All right. Well, I was close and that's great, but you got to take care of your body even more so because um, it's it's apparently a little fragile or or you're, you know, got to pick up those things in your room so you're not tripping anymore. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, those are the things that we do watch on to. I'm so, um, I'm so sorry that you experienced that, but you certainly sound in great spirits. How are, how are you doing recently now? You know, I feel so blessed. I have been able to deal with the pain without any painkillers, which is amazing to me. And wow. I'm able to without my cane, but I take my cane with me and I use it as a massage hook because it hooks into your your spine really good. So as crazy as it sounds, somebody's on my side on the other side helping me along here, but I, I want to use my arm again and I just cannot use my left arm. I have one hand. I can't even do a computer. You know, it just hurts. <laughs> right. So I well, just, it has certainly given you a chance, uh, besides the coronavirus doing it for everybody, certainly your injuries have, have given a chance to slow you down a bit, is what I'm hearing, is slow you down so that you can do some of your own introspection. Yes, you do have plenty of people on your side and beings on the other side there because of the work you do. So um, you're very altruistic, and I'm I'm kind of feeling that there is a sharing and a story behind all of this for you to be giving out to other people um, in some way. And and also, you are alone in that place. Are you living alone? You know, I live with a bunch of people, but pretty much we all live alone. I rent a room in a big, beautiful residence. But yeah, I'm right. Yeah, people. yeah. That's what I. That's what I meant. You do not have a partner. Nope. No. Okay. Um, and you've been doing a lot. Of, you've been spending a lot of time doing things for yourself, right, on your own. Yes. Without a partner. How many years has that been that you've been without a partner, Amy? I keep getting a lot. Yeah, like 20 years, 18 years. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. And um, see, I don't think your soul and your body likes you being alone anymore. Um, oh. Yeah. And, and I think part of the... It wasn't an intentional lesson, but part of it was to make you realize, do you see how fragile you can be even if you feel strong? That having a partner can help in more ways than one. So obviously your soul wants you to open the door to love and partnership. That's what I'm feeling mostly. And that it's time for you to stop isolating yourself that way because because in your injury, you actually needed some help and certainly would have been able to get along. You get no. OK, now this is this is you're an advanced soul here, Amy, right? Yes, I think so. Okay, good. So then this is an advanced class and lesson and message for you right now. Okay? Uh, 
listen, listen to me and listen to the sources above wanting you to hear this. You get no credit or extra credit for doing all the things you do alone. You get no extra credit for doing what you do alone. So in other words, stop trying to prove that you can. And start recognizing that getting somebody in your life to share your life with you is an important aspect of what you wanted to experience this lifetime around. So it's all about love, Amy. Yep, okay? I hear you. So yeah. all that you give away and all the help you do is wonderful, and it's about you giving love to others, but the one person you're ignoring is you, and now it's time for love for you. So this is a message of a relationship that is meant to occur in 2020 if you open up your heart now and acknowledge it's okay for someone to enter. Yeah, the universe is pretty much saying you're going to have to do something because you have one hand right now, Amy. That's and right. Have- and if you had a partner, you'd have three hands. Well, now, Vince, you want to hear something funny is I have three hands. I have two feet and a hand. And the way I cut my oranges, I, I sit cross-legged and I put the orange between my two feet and I use my right hand to cut it. Wow. <laughs> You've become very talented. <laughs> yeah. Ampelagris. Whatever yeah. it is. I don't know if there is a technical term for that. But we're coming to the end of the show right now, Amy, and I don't want to cut you off or anything, but I do want you to realize and all my listeners to realize we are not meant to do it alone. We don't get extra credit for that. Now is the time to open up your heart, Amy, to you and to the rest of the world that way. What you give to others, give to yourself. Okay, Amy? Thank you for calling today, and and to all my listeners out there, stay tuned for more wonderful shows to come on Unity Radio. Hang in there. You've got the best thing to do right now is to expand your soul, your mind by listening. Listen to podcasts. Stay at home. Be healthy. Be safe. Be smart. And be compassionate and caring of others. And that's how we're going to get through this thing. This is your host, Vincent Jenna, coming to you live From Raleigh, North Carolina, this is the Stop Stopping Yourself show, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to stop being the coronavirus. Thank you for joining me today. Everybody take care, and God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We talk to the animals and we know you can too. On the Animal Communication Podcast hosted by the three of us, myself, Julie Heert, Aaron Debbie Smith, and Meredith Tolleson. We will show you how to deepen your relationship with your beloved animal companions, whether they're alive or in spirit. As soul-level animal communicators, we explain the process and explore topics such as health, behavior, and play, all from the animal's perspective. So subscribe and follow us on Apple, Spotify, and listen as part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.